0: welcome back to the beer o'clock podcast i'm dylan toon i'm angus norris and we are here to bring you all the outdated news and important views of the beer Clock world we'll get straight into it with news uh, Got some new cans coming out. Boat Rocker have just released low ABV favorites, Miss Pinky, Sunshine and Rainbows, and also their beer garden Pilsner. Angus, you have had Sunshine and Rainbows. Apparently, ABV has gone up a touch. Yeah,
1: I think it was three point eight now. Used to be three point oh,
0: yeah. four. Yeah, so it's not a huge increase, no. but it's, uh, it's a. It's noticeable
1: nugget. when they launch it as this table beer that was. Yeah,
0: yeah. As long as it still tastes good, that's it does. The... Yeah, and Miss Pinky and cans has been
1: a dream for yeah, years. And something <laughs> it
0: probably should have been done a while ago. But it's just, it's exciting to see because it means in future, you know, a few years, just uh, get some cool shit beers into cans. And That'd be it. nice. And <laughs> can't yeah. imagine the bottle
1: shops would be too impressed when, the, uh, yeah, $20 when one of them goes wrong. Oh, that too, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: And um, speaking of the funkier side of things, uh Molly Rose sort of startup brewery they have joined the collingwood parade following fixation which we spoke about last podcast and yeah they're doing some cool stuff molly rose and it's really cool really really small scale because they've been doing it i think at Dramana estate i think so i think he's sort of looking for uh, someone to actually brew for him commercially now yeah because
1: okay. i think on site they're only fermenting mm. i don't think there's a brew house going in in collingwood
0: okay so that but it will still be a good place to check it out. And also, I guess it means volume will. I'm guessing we're getting sort of a boat rocker
1: barrel room sort of yeah. vibe. Um and just, his stuff will, I think a lot of it goes through barrels, if not all of it.
0: And it's all kind of more on the farmhouse, funky, wild kind of side of things. so Which will really fit the Collingwood sort of aesthetic. I think he's in an old
1: factory there.
0: And fits in nicely with, you know, you've got, you've got the mule and fixation, which are pretty hop driven. Yeah. Uh, so it's nice to have some more. Something a bit farmhouse here
1: Yeah, well, stomping grounds farmhouse stuff's good, it just doesn't get the acclaim that some of their other stuff does. Yeah,
0: yeah. Although I have got to say, this is a slight tangent, but I've um, been really impressed with the sales of their gozers, like at mainstream shops. like The, the men- guava, the smash. Yeah, both the smashes, watermelon and guava, and it's been cool to see. Well, and- I had
1: my first g- smash the other day, which is a watermelon one. God, that's a tasty little beer. It
0: is, it's... Yeah.
1: can understand why it's selling well. It's
0: something ground to a lot of good beer, to be honest. Well, they don't make bad beer. Yeah. <laughs> Should be their motto. So while we're on the uh, the funkier sort of side of things, Fermentum, who is the umbrella that do treehouse cider, stone and wooden fixation, have launched Forest for the Trees, which is their new kind of farmhouse output thing, made by one of the veterans there. They sort of pick these ideas out now and then and go further with them, and this seemed logical. They've just released a slightly under 5%... ABV saison, pretty straight up and down, from what I hear, but yep. um has some real potential. Seven fifty
1: ml bottles, I think. Yeah,
0: I think this idea has real potential.
1: Yeah, well, I think Brad said his um his passion, like, in the, the, if he could drink one style for the rest of his life, it's saison. Yeah, and so this seems like a logical step. Get him, yeah, get him back, hand more hands-on in the brew house,
0: and get him excited, and yeah, get everyone else excited because this has been a side that that umbrella is perhaps not quite. Embraced fully, they've got everything else nailed pretty much.
1: Well, now they've released their stout as well, just stone yeah. and wood, as Yes, it.
0: and stone and wood, I mean, stone beer has always been very solid, and yeah, it's all pretty exciting stuff. I'm looking forward to see where it goes, very much so. <laughs> uh, so report came out recently just about most malt, malt pricing in Australia, this is sort of just to do with climate change and just some other issues floating around the whole malt industry, it sort of affects you know the whole the issues that farmers have had and stuff, because obviously barley is a farmed product. Mm. And so the issue is mostly, from what I'm hearing, is that the barley that will be most affected is the premium barley, which is obviously what is used for brewing, whereas yep. the animal feed is taken from the 80%. of so
1: the barley that's not good enough yeah, to,
0: exactly. to sell to brewers. So like. apparently that'll be fine. But Cry and Malt have come out and said that we've had low harvest before and these harvests are not even hitting that low point okay like, so they're not worried um i think it's more of a long-term thing so they like the, a climate change issue yeah what? the study predicted there will be between a three and 17 percent reduction in sort of the next few years of output and so there's more farms opening up i saw one about a farm opening up the other day not yep. a new one that's high capacity and coopers opened up their new molting like a year ago or so
1: i think so yeah
0: uh so Obviously, there's going to be... You can meet that by having more places open up, but I guess the issue is just sort of... I guess down the line, they're probably going to have to look at more sustainable methods. Yeah. And while we're speaking of sustainability, it's a good time to mention the Great Barrier Beer 2.0, which is a ballistics effort. So it's their second time around doing it. It's just a straight up and down lager with Galaxy. They are donating a portion to conservation efforts have raised over $20,000 so far. Beer's just about to come out, BWS are stocking it, and just a nice little thing. Thought I'd mention it, give them a bit of a shout out, and say good stuff. And it's cool to see breweries. I mean, Stone and Wood do a lot of it, a lot of the Queensland breweries get involved too, just um, doing a bit of good.
1: Yeah, well, it's good to see people, you know, chipping in to help the wider community.
0: Yeah, and I mean, 20 grand is not nothing.
1: No, no, and you've got to think at the moment we've just ticked over into November when we're recording this. You've got Stomping Ground with their Movember yeah. initiative, which I think they are trying to raise... Se- they raised 75 grand last year and they want to raise that again.
0: Yeah, and that's... And they've
1: got the Mo on the Gip Street cans
0: Yeah, I just actually bought a Gip Street uh, oh, yeah. two or three days ago and had one of those on it. Um, which is a good way of telling it's nice and fresh too, so if you're listening and you see one of those, then you could be comfortable that your Gip Street is in good hands. Uh, so, finally, not heaps of news this time around, but um, Garage Project and Freestyle Farms in Nelson, New Zealand, have announced the Harpy Project, which is a seven-year, $13 million project to create premium, unique hops that accentuate what they consider to be New Zealand characteristics of sort of the heavy fruit and sort of the Sauvignon Blanc kind of characteristics mm-hmm. and all the other things. They want to sort of breed it, and they want to make sort of super hops. And, you know, obviously, Garage Project in charges. Is- Quite exciting. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's going to be
1: cool, isn't it? They, and they're going to make a lot of money because the American market is just...
0: Yeah, ...wants more. Yeah. yeah.
1: More New World, particularly Kiwi Hops.
0: Because, yeah, they just... They're doing stuff that is really, really fits in well with this whole hazy cans yeah. of trub sort of <laughs> thing. It's just... Yeah. <laughs> it's <laughs> like, perfect stuff at the moment. You yeah. can't ask
1: for anything more than what they produce at the moment. <laughs> yeah.
0: So I think... But I think Garage Project's like, we can do more and so let's (laughs) and with with their monthly releases as well they will most likely be the first to use it so this is sort of well they
1: for a while had that hop trial range i don't know how long i don't think that lasted
0: i reckon i had that last uh good beer week last year yeah um it was the web stock or whatever it was something like that yeah and so that was kind of them reaching into it, so maybe they've sort of turned their attention to was this and
1: maybe they didn't like what they were getting from mm. whoever they were partnered with then, and they're like, now like, well, let's do yeah, let's do it. <laughs> let's ourselves. do it ourselves and get the results we want.
0: And Nelson's such a, a great sort of farming region, and yeah, I think it will. Cannot see this going badly. No, in terms of, and I think it will benefit everyone, not just garage projects. So, uh, yeah, that's it for news. Nice and brief. And back in a moment. We are back with the scouting report. I went up to Queensland last weekend, and despite not remembering a whole lot of it, we did make time and went to Brendale Brewery in Brendale, which is sort of north Brisbane. Mm-hmm. Um, they've made a bit of noise for their mostly their IPAs and stuff recently. Um, yeah, it's a cool little place, very industrial. It reminded me of a lot of Westside Aleworks. Oh yeah. Uh, We were sitting right next to the fermenters. Mm -hmm. Um, It's got that kind of small, I don't know, friendly feel, just sort of very much like someone's garage where they happen to brew and they just, yeah.
1: Open it up for people to have a beer.
0: And it, you know, even like the menu was like that sort of, you know, chalkboard written and stuff. And yeah. So the beer was really well priced. Um. They had sort of an interesting mix of real, like, traditional Euro stuff. Um, They had a a sort of an interesting thing where it was, like, they had, like, a... So it was a Vienna Lager hopped Mm. with New World hops, but it was 3.5%. It was kind of meant to be their forex equivalent. This was kind of, like, yeah. And we saw a lot of old guys in there who were kind of, like, working their way through the tasting menu and it sort of gets heavier like it yeah. starts off with like a Kolsch and then like a Fest beer and you know there's yeah. a couple of Dunkels and then it slowly works down and they've got like at the bottom end they've got Industrial Haze which is their fantastic nipa, and uh Heavy Industry which is their double IPA which is also mm-hmm. quite well regarded and you know the old guys were even working mm. their way through that and it was
1: that's good to say
0: yeah and just very well priced good range of you know things that they're, they're sort of they're quite new I think yeah. um kind of reminded me a lot of the more industrial breweries in Melbourne and yeah if you ever happen to be in Brisbane I would check it out and especially if you're on the north side and you're sort of sad that you're going to miss out on some of the bigger names I think it's definitely a worthwhile little trip and um won't hurt your wallet too much and, how far yeah. out of the CBD is it? um I'd probably say like 20 minutes okay yeah and it's um not horribly far and Brendale has decent Uber coverage yep, it's not good. it's like that like sort of I guess it would be kind of like Thornbury, but a little further. Okay. That sort of Warner-Brendale area is sort of like a little bit, yeah, on the rise and got a few things there. And, yeah. But yeah, that was cool. And, honestly, there's not a lot else to say about it, but, uh, yeah.
1: Hopefully we see some of their stuff down in Melbourne soon.
0: Yeah, get some of their cans come down. Because they do a can there as well, which is... um always nice when little breweries do that and you can take something home with you yeah sort of makes it feel a bit special which also Westside do as well mm. uh little canning runs and stuff probably using one of those homebrew can- <laughs> Probably. <laughs> <laughs> look if it works it works exactly the product is what matters um that's all for this week we'll be back in the morning We are back with what we're brewing, because Saturday, so it is a brew day, as it is occasionally, and, um, <laughs> yeah, so we're doing something a little bit different, because it's warming up in Melbourne, but there was something we wanted to try, we had these oak chips soaking in Barossa Shiraz and, uh, Johnny Walker Double Black for the best part of a year now, so we thought, we want to use that, but we don't want something too heavy, yeah. uh, so we're, we're brewing an ESB.
1: Yeah, pretty traditional ESB.
0: Yep. Um... Malt's
1: mostly Marisotto. Yep. Uh, and what else? You, this is your recipe. What else did you chuck in it?
0: So a bit of Turo, just yep. Kiwi Turo, uh, Dark Crystal, Light Crystal, and Belgian Biscuit. Um, and then, of course, East Kent and Fuggles, because you can't go wrong with that. Well, exactly. Shooting for about 5.3 to 5.5. I am expecting it to jump up a touch with the Oak soak Ones, just because I think they will have picked up a fair bit of liquor. Brews. Yeah. yeah. Um, and there should be some oaky goodness and stuff so we're going to condition on one on Shiraz soaked one on whiskey soaked and one on Earl Grey tea so split
1: into carboys
0: yeah Yeah. and then we're just going to have some straight so that's um yeah very simple sort of ESB recipe I mean it's a really easy thing to brew if you're one of those people I mean we shouldn't speak too soon but it's a very simple recipe and the process doesn't involve dry hopping or anything because you want mostly Malt character. And early hop additions. You mm. want bitterness, but you don't really want hop character. So no. it's, yeah, um, one of those things where it's, you could really probably use up a lot of hops with it. I mean, you don't really necessarily need to use EKG and Fuggles, I reckon. I think you could use any decent alpha acid one early on. and It's all going to be bitterness. It's not going to yeah. be, you're not going to get any grassiness
1: or earthiness out yeah. of it out of the hops it's all going to come from the marisota
0: yeah exactly and like we're so we're doing a bit of a a bigger late addition because we want a bit of earthiness but that's because we're using the right hops but i think you could really use just about anything and then as long as you adjusted your ratios correctly because what you're looking for is yeah the malt be the star yeah but you know does have bitter in the name so you want it to be bitter.
1: Mm.
0: it's and i think it's just one of those things where there's no real technique or anything special to do so no, it's we haven't brewed an English beer before, so we're kind of keen.
1: It's exciting, isn't it? you mm. using quite a different yeast to
0: to normal. And just a, it, it's sort of a simpler process. It's uh, oh,
1: No dry hopping always good. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Less chance no of No well-pulling. Yeah, and, yeah. It
1: just should be very straightforward.
0: Famous last words and all yeah. that
1: Yeah, this will be the, des- the biggest disaster we've had so far, I imagine, now.
0: <laughs> We'll try to report back and you know, sort of next time we do a what we're brewing and then yeah, s- how it turned out. See how each
1: of the different versions turned out.
0: Yeah. I'm looking forward a lot to the whiskey one. Yeah. I, I'm also intrigued by the Shiraz one. Um
1: It was smelling we had a sniff before and there's a lot of sort of oak. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's it's big and I think I think the has done something there. Like it's it's different. Yeah. And it'll be interesting to see if that sort of Transfers and mm. yeah, what we sort of end up actually getting out of it. But that's about it for what we're brewing. We probably should go check, check on the mash. So cool. yeah, we're back in a moment. Matilda Bay may not be the first microbrewery in Australia, but it's certainly one of the first to have had a significant, long-lasting impact in the craft landscape of Australia. Starting as a sub-venture of the Brewtech Umbrella in the mid-80s, The first appearance of a Matilda Bay name emerged from the Western Australian wilderness in 1986. In that same year came the first mention of today's beer, Redback, under the name of Matilda Bay Weizen, bearing the same ABV and somewhat infamous catchcry to try it with a slice of lemon. In 1987, the Redback trademark was registered, and in 1988, the beer was properly released as part of Matilda Bay's core range. Despite a common misconception, the beer is neither named after the spider or designed as a promotion for the America's Cup defence of the time. What it is, however, is one of the, if not the, godfather of Australian wheat beer. A formative, important, test of time-standing piece of history in the form of a special, horizontally fermented ale. Uh, So, Tim, one of our very kind listeners, sent this in, which is uh, absolutely fantastic of him, which is uh, what's inspired us to do this.
1: Yeah, I think we've got to really thank Tim for Mm. sending in beer, which we sort of half-jokingly Spoke about last week.
0: But I think it is a good one to talk about, as we sort of... There's a lot of history behind it. I mean, it's, um, it's over 30 years old. Yeah. And that says something in any craft beer, it's let like, alone Australia. Yeah. you
1: have got to think those... Um, it's older than a lot of those breweries up in Bend, yeah. Oregon, because they've got the class of 88 barley wine thing that they've got going on. When
0: was Sierra Nevada pale? Is that <sighs> early mid-80s? 80s Yeah. Yeah, I
1: think it might be older, but still...
0: It's it's up there. Like, yeah, yeah, by
1: world standards, it's up there.
0: Yeah. And um, so yeah, we're 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 having one now. Thank you again, Tim. Um, and it's it's a better beer than I remember. It's definitely a crystal bison rather than a hefeweizen. Yeah. But um, yeah, what are your thoughts?
1: It's one of those beers that gets very overlooked.
0: Like I was quite serious
1: in that I didn't even know that it still existed
0: yeah i thought it was gone no me too i i i'd heard like i said i'd heard rumors sightings in the wild yeah. yeah but but nothing like this because i think tim got this from dance mm. and it's may so it's it's relatively it bre- fresh yeah, it was brewed at some point in recent history so when did you first try redback if you can remember oh a long time ago
1: <laughs> I don't know if I was even eighteen when I first had a red back.
0: <laughs> it's a bit it's it's a bit like that. It's one of those beers that you kind of um would have just grabbed off the shelf rather stumbled than stumbled into. Yeah. I um I reckon I probably first had it prior to untapped, but I did have it once. It was one of the first beers I had on Untapped and I didn't like it much then. And um I don't remember hating it when I was younger. I swear I had it a couple of times along with minimum chips and mm-hmm. um But it's definitely something appreciate a bit more now. Uh, When do you reckon you last had one before this?
1: Well, it's before Untapped. Yeah. (laughs) So it's at least five and a half years ago, and I reckon it's longer.
0: Ah, so it's yeah, been a little while.
1: It's been a long time. I did. Speaking of Untapped, though,
0: yeah, I did have a look
1: at Redback on Untapped. Yep. Was added two days after Untapped launch, which, if you account for the time difference, is probably the next day. Yeah, over here. Um, but in that time, there's only been just over 3000 check-ins and that's in eight years.
0: It tells you a bit about the audience, which is mostly older blokes at pubs, probably in WA drinking it with a slice of (laughs) lemonade. Yeah. I think it's also telling I'd never had one
1: Yeah, until now.
0: And I only really stumbled onto it in early in my sort of beer drinking, actually trying to figure stuff out, mm. what I liked, kind of buying it as a six-pack. And yeah, so that would have been, you know, two and a half years ago or so for me, uh, if not longer. Um, as
1: a and it's stylistically very good. It's very clear.
0: Heaps of banana. Mm. Heaps of, bit of bubblegum. Mm-hmm. It's... Um,
1: and I reckon you can make a case for cloves at mm. the back end. They're faint, but they're there.
0: It's definitely a crystallizer. And there's no sort of, like, false pretense fat yak kind of thing yep. going on here. This is actually what it says it is.
1: Matilda Bay did make some very good beers. They made yeah. some very bad beers. They made yes. some <laughs> very good beers.
0: Alpha, which we've spoken well, about before. I mean, let, let's let's just, yeah, let's we can use this as a sort of segue to talk about Matilda Bay because I sort of wanted to as a whole because it seems like this is as good a time as any to discuss mm. them. I mean... um,
1: We're not going to bring them up otherwise. I yeah,
0: would have thought. I would have thought Redback would have been the time. Mm. The gradual phasing out of well not so gradual in some cases of their core range has been was kind of sad i mean we both commented yeah. on on the time at the time uh not really like publicly but you know just private conversations we were sort of like you know dog bolter went and then minimum chips went and alpha finally was one of the last strugglers may still be around i
1: reckon you can still get alpha yeah. i'm not sure if it's the same
0: that was a nice beer i was
1: yeah It's a really good pale ale. And not one that gets enough love.
0: No, I think it meant possibly because of the Matilda Bay thing. I I reckon I spoke to you after I had Redback and asked what a good Matilda Bay beer was, and you recommended Alpha, and that was one of the first American pale ales I had on untapped, So Mm -hmm. I could probably go back and verify that. Yeah. But I reckon that is the case, and you've always been a proponent of Alpha, always been a supporter. I think I've
1: been the... One of the driving forces in Alpha Sales over the last (laughs) ten years in southeastern Melbourne.
0: I, um... I've always had a real soft spot for Dog Bolter. Yeah, Dog Bolter. Yeah.
1: There's not enough Dark lagers. Yeah. And we lost one that was a genuinely good example of the style.
0: Dog Bolter was, yeah, good. And, like, a lot of their other stuff was perfectly fine. Uh, Like, the Ducks was a very
1: serviceable, entry-level parallel. Nothing wrong with it.
0: Yeah, um... And I think it's just the the more depressing part than the thing going under is just seeing it morphed into the yak sort of thing. And I think CUB have done a disservice
1: here to what was probably the the catalyst for the Australian craft beer industry. Yeah,
0: and it's um it's kind of crappy to see, but I guess it seems like they've probably learned their lesson. I mean, they've you know now with Pirate Life and stuff, you would. So, it seems like
1: they've just left them alone to do yeah. their own thing,
0: and and I guess the sad thing is you kind of wish they'd maybe done that with Matilda Bay, but perhaps they're the ones that you know sort had to fall on them. Someone and, had to fall for yeah. the greater good, almost. And hey, Redback's still here, so and it's
1: still a really good beer. The other thing I'd like to mention quickly is that this was the che- Grand Champion beer at the ARBA's in
0: 1993. <laughs> there you go, that that's twenty five sort of, years ago. Yeah still that's as uh as good as a thing as any so it's interesting i'm actually not sure what it's named after but it was interesting to read that that was from a marketing journal that was one of the marketing team who worked at matilda bay at the time right um and so yeah apparently obviously most people think it's named after spider but dog bolter was actually an america's cup beer yeah and everyone apparently thought this was as well oh really before our time but uh, um yeah it's Intriguing. I wonder if it's sort of like a maybe something more personal to the brewers, or possibly. Yeah,
1: I've just always assumed it was the spider.
0: Me too. And, and that big sla- the stripe, yeah,
1: that looks it, like a red back stripe on the
0: bottle. Um, and I don't think they actively tried to dissuade people. I don't really no. think they cared that much. But it was intriguing to read that. Um, I couldn't actually find the actual reason why they named it that in the little excerpt. There's actually very little information on the beer online. Like I had to yeah. look. You've got to
1: really scout it, look hard for it.
0: Look, there's bits and bobs. You can yeah. find mentions of it. I think the, the reality is that you would have to talk to the people just because there's not many records of craft beer at that time. Well, the internet
1: know? wasn't a thing.
0: Yeah. Really. Yeah, and neither was, you know, people publicly talking about craft beer. The earliest Well, not mention, in Australia, at least. Yeah. The earliest mention I could find was early 90s. They had an interview with female brewer at mm-hmm. Matilda Bay who spoke about Redback. And that was for the age. And that was more of like a novelty, like, look yeah. at this weird beer. <laughs> Which is uh, funny on another level. Um, another sort of thing I'd like to debunk, just while we're talking about mm. back. Um So, Phil Sexton was Brutex head brewer who initially owned Matilda Bay. They, Matilda Bay...
1: Breachport IPA, Phil Sexton.
0: Yeah. So, um, yeah, well-known name. Yeah. Uh, he sort of posted i found this in like a comment section online Mm. a random blog um he was commenting on a few things and they were sort of asking you know the article was kind of asking what is what was the first beer that matilda bay brewed and they kind of like put up a few things and he said so the first beer that matilda bay ever brewed at their ned lands home like under the sort of banner once they weren't just brew tech ned lands
1: in sort of inner perth yes yeah western
0: australia yeah um Their first beer they made was at midnight, after they'd had a few beers and a bunch of civilarchy in Fremantle, Mm. Um, came back and decided to brew a beer, this was the first one at the brew house, and so they brewed Anchor Ale, I don't know if you remember Sail and Anchor, still around in some form I think?
1: Yeah, I think so, because Matilda Bay was at the Sail and Anchor,
0: Yes. and then they got
1: bought out and left, or whatever, and then I think it's come back as its own entity. Yes. Possibly a Woolworths brand? Or... I
0: think it might be Woolworths, actually. Yeah. I think you're right. Um, so, apparently, they had nothing to condition it in, so they had to condition it as in a cask. So, it was actually... The first beer they brewed was an- Cask Anchor Ale.
1: There you the go. Matilda
0: Bay's first beer. Um, so, that was an interesting tidbit that I never would have found out otherwise. Cause no. I think, um, like I said in the the introduction, like this was you know had another name beforehand, and mm. the first... Um, uh, you can perhaps include this in the description. I included a sort of, I think it was from the beer label collectors. Yeah. Uh, this was Matilda Bay IPA in, I think it was 84, 85. Something yeah. like that. We'll
1: put it up yeah. in the um, notes.
0: <laughs> so it's interesting to sort of get a clear answer on that, because you would have just assumed it would have been something like that. And yeah. It's a real, real piece of history, and it's great that the, the recipe, apart from... As I mentioned in the introduction, it's now horizontally fermented in horizontal tanks instead of vertical. Apparently helps the esters come out. I'm not going to
1: argue. More surface area? Yeah, I think so. Exposed to the air? I I think yeah, that'd, that'd be... be...
0: Um, and... But apart from that, Cause same it, recipe Because as... I think it's a traditional
1: wheat yeast. Yeah, like, I don't know if they got it from Germany, but I assume they did.
0: Yeah, possibly. Or the, Yeah, I mean, you would have had to get it from some of dregs from body bottle. Well, possibly. <laughs> um... But yeah, it's the same recipe as Matilda Bay Weizen from All I Could. Yep. Which is, you know, that's a... Well,
1: it's the same ABV. Yeah, same years
0: ABV. So and, I doubt they've
1: um, changed a lot.
0: Yeah. I don't... The one thing I want to know is that... Have you ever seen anyone drink it with a slice of lemon?
1: No. It's
0: always been what I've heard. And I've, I've heard, like... I had it at a pub once and someone asked if I wanted lemon with it. And I thought they were a psychopath. Um, but apparently it's a thing, I guess it's like Blue Moon with Orange. Yeah. It's not... It, it's not impossible to think... Um,
1: in Da I got served a wheat, Their wheat beer From Seven Bridges With a slice of orange mm. Like it wasn't even a question It was just
0: This is how you get it Orange is in Yeah Well you go to TJ Fridays You still get blue moon with orange yep. Maybe stretch. we should have got a lemon For this Just for this purpose <laughs> yeah. now Just to <laughs> Just to see if it does anything But honestly I think it's oh, It's a beautiful it crystallizing is. on its own Like why do you it
1: need is. lemon in it
0: to Stop it being too weird Yeah I suppose mm. Look um It is telling to see that it's still here.
1: Mm. You know, we've killed Dog Bolter, we've killed possibly killed Alpha. Killed Killed Minimum
0: Chips. Killed a whole range of their stuff. What else did Matilda Bay make? They killed the Docks. Big Helga, which is that
1: Munich Lager, which is really good.
0: (laughs) Um, Just the Matilda Bay branding, you just don't see it. Like, I'm looking at this, and this feels very familiar. I remember when Fat Yak still came in. I mean, obviously, for the listeners, it's not... Immediately apparent, but like hopefully it will sort of come to mind, like the sort of the kettle with Matilda Bay over yeah. it and look I would drink this over a lot of things on tap honestly. Like it's mm. not just sort of like this is the segment about this beer, I'll suck up to it. It's really just like no, nah, it's good. It's actually probably one of the better examples of Australian wheat beer to be honest. In terms of like hitting the mark. We've well, lost all of them. Yeah. As we talked about last week or the week before mm. or a month before.
1: They're all they're all disappearing.
0: Yeah. And I guess thank you again, Tim sincerely, for um, you know showing us the way. Yeah. And hopefully you've learned a couple of things and the other listeners that you may not have known before because I uh,
1: might send Tim something out. We'll work something. Yeah'll we'll Tim something.,
0: <laughs> anyway, that's, um, we'll be back momentarily. We are back chuck the hops in the boil, and we'll tell you what we've been drinking over the past few weeks. Uh, we should go over Mayday's Hill tasting, Mayday yep. Hills tasting, sorry, um, at Beer Deluxe in Federation Square. So this was a fairly unassuming event, I think it was sort of a last minute kind of thing that we came about to go to it. Yeah, I reckon we... Week m- before? Week before? Yeah, or? just kind of like, yeah, let's go. Have a gander. Yeah, it was...
1: 30 bucks ahead or something
0: yes and um beetle fed square is um it's a good spot yeah and the event was i would say pretty great oh for
1: 30 bucks i was yeah. you know <laughs> incredibly, incredibly generous, impressed yes so i reckon we got what did we get seven Well, samples? we got
0: six we were meant to get six with canapes but then they gave us the seventh just yeah. because yeah
1: yeah so six beer six of the mayday hills beers with and and The food extra. was
0: excellent. Honestly, like the food was really good. I was sh- surprised about that more than anything. Like you knew the made Hill was going to be good, but
1: that chunk of Wagyu steak that they served, like,
0: <laughs> <laughs> come back around for seconds. Mm, you like, like, oh yes, <laughs>
1: I won't say no to that. But like bit of Wagyu steak that was almost too big to fit on your mouth on a little stick.
0: <laughs> yeah, soaked in delicious stuff. Oh, it was and incredible. the the matching sort of like varied in how well they worked. But yeah, some were good, some were yeah, not very good at all. But they were. It was a good effort. I thought Yeah, the, and, um, the chef
1: had had a go. I think his problem was he flipped between compare and contrast, like mm-hmm. too much. So the Went old one will be sure. a contrast, some will be just like, we're trying to amplify this part of it. It yeah. just didn't quite, it didn't feel like a harmonious tasting. It was like...
0: There was some like the, um, the ceviche yep. with... Yuzu? Yeah. And that was like a, that was more of a compare. Yeah. And that was a banger. Um...
1: And the apple one was a compare. The apple... That
0: was the first one? Yeah, the first and one. And that was pork belly? Pork belly and yeah. apple sauce. Yeah. And, um...
1: That was nice.
0: Yeah. And what was the dessert?
1: Strawberry and elderflower cream tart.
0: That's... Right, that was actually really good. It was. Yeah. <laughs> we had Yeah, we had a lovely tart with the elderflower at the end, and honestly, it was just... It was just a great little evening, like, not too much chat and really well-paced, like... Really well paid. So the servings were what, maybe one fifties. Yeah, I reckon that would be about right. yep Um, and we got a freebie at the end, and we were probably in and out of there in two and a bit hours.
1: Yeah, I think we worked out done
0: um, just over twenty
1: minutes of beer. Yeah.
0: Which is with bang food on. as well. Yeah, yeah which is bang on. Yeah. Um, Didn't
1: drag. The event just sort of kept pace. Yes, yeah. that's
0: yeah. what you want. As soon as you finish, you want people to be going up again, and yeah, credit to Bridge Road for that. And it was just yeah, very yep. enjoyable. And Matter Hills doing some really cool stuff. Yeah. And I don't think we had a bad beer. I mean, I think we disagreed on the breakfast yep. beer, which I quite liked as like a dark sour with coffee right. and stuff. I didn't and think it worked. Yeah, and that's um, but that's kind of it's cool that they're doing stuff that creates discussion and
1: that was the beer they paired with the, the Wagyu.
0: Yeah, and that I didn't like that pairing, but I really no. liked the beer a lot. Um, I kind of like the sour coffee thing it had going on. Um. It was weird and definitely yeah. love or hate kind of thing i think but um i didn't mind yeah like it wasn't a hate thing but i think you you really
1: liked it I thought mm. oh, it's, it's it's nice but it's missing like it could be better
0: <laughs> i think we both thought the elderflower was probably the best yeah because that so. was the most that was sort of almost like a euro lambic kind of level of Yeah, like more heavy tartness and apparently they just literally went around Beechworth and picked elderflowers, because apparently they grow over. I think it's earth.
1: actually the sambar, Sour Amber. Oh, I think yes, we thought sorry, the yes. Elderflower came second. Yes. The Sour Amber was the standout. Yeah. And then there were a few that were sort of the same.
0: Yeah. Um the Sour Amber was actually sour. But um yeah. the Elderflower was very cool. Um they're all yeah honestly They're all good. They're all cool if nothing else, all yeah. very intriguing. And it was getting to try the jam at the end was great. Um we should also mention that we went and tried the Wreck preservation. just about aisle. to say yep. the same thing.
1: The, uh, <laughs> James Squire one, which they, what they do, they found it in the Wreck. Yeah, so 200
0: years Yeah, so like the oldest living yeast. And um, look, to be honest, it was a Breddy Porter, but a good Breddy Porter. If you imagine yeah. Jack of Spades with Brett. Like, imagine
1: it. what an English Porter tasted like yeah. 250 years ago. There's some Brett there.
0: Look, don't spend, what is it, 200 bucks or whatever, more
1: uh, it's a lot. on eBay. Yeah, um, it's a lot. It's was definitely about seventy bucks at Dan's. Yeah, and they the sold real quick. Yeah,
0: nights. just from the second, just saying secondary for a James Square beer is hilarious. Well, exactly.
1: Um, but you can go down to any, I assume, any of the brew pubs mm. and buy a, if it's still there. It's not there. Was so it cheap? It was a seven dollar pot or something. Yep. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, it and it was
1: worth. It was a seven dollar pot. It yeah. was fine.
0: Um, and honestly, yeah, a cool little beer. Probably one of the cooler things James Squires have done for a while. And yeah. Um, yeah, it's worth trying. On tap, don't go out of your way yeah. to try it. Um, if you just get a Jack of fades, put some bread in it. If you, if you leave really recap it, leave yeah. it for a little while, exactly. Hope it doesn't blow up. Yeah, and if it doesn't, then there you go. You've made the wreck. Then we didn't tell you. We're yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not really not liable. Um, anything else you would like to mention? I, I think you went to some Carwin event. Probably not a big deal. No, I wasn't here, so it yeah. can't have been that. Important. It was a shame. You didn't, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> quite,
1: didn't quite make it.
0: it. It must have been where you got this uh, this Finback beer from. Yeah, it
1: was. So it was the Carwin. I think they called it the New York City
0: Showcase. Cold Freight. Yeah. That was uh, the the name that was going around. Yep. Event, the Cold Freight Showcase. Um, so they had beers from Finback,
1: um, from Interborough... From Sand City, who I'd never heard of before,
0: the just had one of them before, which was lovely. Yeah, very yeah. world world class.
1: All, all these beers were, you <laughs> know, the, the 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 other two breweries were LIC Beer Project, which does stand for something, and
0: Equilibrium. Yeah, and Grim were a late yeah. scratching,
1: which was unfortunate.
0: But it sounded like there was enough there without Grim.
1: Yeah, I think they got all the others to chip in an extra beer or something,
0: which is good of them. Um it was all super fresh. So okay. I guess the cool thing for you would have been a lot of New York locals struggled to get this stuff. So yeah, yeah, like that's uh,
1: like it was un—it's unheard of to have these beers far outside New York. It's pretty much Carl's wheelhouse by now, isn't in it? In Melbourne, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, so and I think cans every- too, man. and t- cans, yeah. which is how we're drinking one now. Um, so I think Finback had cans, and Sand City had cans. I think that was it.
0: So, but for our US listeners, what you really want to do is move to Thornbury. You, yeah, Thornbury. You're going to have more luck. You won't have to... No lines either. No, there were lines. No lines. Well, not like a Carbon US Carwin wasn't bursting. Launch. Like, yeah. we, went,
1: we went early. <laughs> yeah. Um, Carwin wasn't bursting. Yes. It was
0: full. So it was similar to the Tired Hands kind of thing? No. Smaller more than less? that. Okay. Uh,
1: but I think there was going to be a bit more coming later. Yes. It, it was definitely filling as we left. Yeah. Um...
0: But still, not quite. Everything was sort of seven percent plus. It was a big so thing. Fill them up and get them out.
1: Yeah, sort of thing. Like I, I think my pick of the day was the equilibrium straight out of the laboratory, which so is, is that a triple IPA, ten point two percent. It was massive. One of those
0: ones that drank like a five or six, or was it a big yeah. boy? No,
1: no, it drank like it was five or six. The but problem they all with, do, the yeah, problem with those, all the meapers yeah. is they all drink like five or six, and you go through your one fifty and say, oh, it's gone. I better get another 10% 150.
0: And you trip over because you've had 10 150s <sighs> and then you realise you've had 1.5 litres of 8% beer. <laughs> That's it. Um it sneaks up on you. Very yeah, expensively. Napa's so much better than yeah. ours here. Yeah, they're just soft. That's the main yeah. thing that I keep coming back to.
1: Are they great beers though? That's sort of where I... Like, they're noticeably better than ours. There's no bitterness. You know, you've got all this fruit. Like, you smell this beer that we're drinking now. And it's just... I, don't,
0: I don't think they're great beers.
1: Yeah, this was my. Sort I think
0: they are very good, enjoyable beers. I would never line up for around the block at the lines in America for cans of this. No, um, I would line up for lambics. Yep. I would line up for big stouts. Yep. But
1: not I'd, this. Yeah,
0: this just doesn't quite. It's really tasty, but it's honestly just something I would love to just drink all the time. Yep, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's. Yeah, I, I mean, it's it's as good a time as any to talk about. I think there is a level of... The hype kind of present puts a level of uh, quality on these that perhaps isn't deserved. Like, they, they are not... They're world-class, but not in the same way. Like, you give me a Canteon or you mm. give me, you know, a Treehouse and... And when you pick the Canton, pretty much every probably. time, yeah, yeah, unless I really, really, really feel like a double dry hopped Trubby, yeah. And that's not to say these are bad; these are very well executed versions of the style. I just think the style is limited, yeah. And I think there is—you can make a really good hazy pair. and these are incredibly good. Like the feedback, yeah. this is incredibly delicious. Um, but there is—I just don't think it gets much better. No. And the, no, I think this point. is sort of the pinnacle. And there's not and a lot of a, complexity there.
1: No, and but you just sort of get this avalanche of fruit and mm. yeast.
0: <laughs> look, if you like hops, then... Yeah. It,
1: yeah. But if you want, like, a beer, like a really good beer, you look at something like that um, Three Fontaine and Armand um, Gaston, Gaston that yeah. we had last t- talked about last time. Or... That beer has... The aged so... H- barley wine we talked
0: about last time. <laughs> exactly. Like, yeah.
1: there's so much more to those beers than this, which is sort of an initial assault a really tasty initial assault.
0: Yeah, and it, it's hard to, like... It is hard to say things that are mildly derogatory without sounding like you're completely it, saying... It's dismissive. unpopular... It's an unpopularist
1: opinion here, but it's not... Like, it's a delicious beer, but
0: it's not... It's hard to say, yeah. It's delicious, yeah. but it's not everything it's cracked up to be. Exactly. I, just, I just think that the hype level is just absurd. Yeah, and that, like, yeah. that was
1: my take-home from last
0: from last yeah. weekend. You know, like, I mean, they it, it, were excellent.
1: They were excellent knepers, but they're not world-class beers.
0: Yeah, I mean, Potentially well, world-class knepers. Yes, world-class nest style. Um, and I think when we went to that other Cowan event, like you think about what we've talked about, there was Tired Hands there. Yeah, other,
1: ha- other Half.
0: Um, Yeah, so we had Other Half, Tired Hands, yep. but things we've been talking about, you know, Hell uh, Farmstead.
1: Truck. Yeah, Hell Farmstead. And uh,
0: Lost Abbey, dam it's it's that, like, was a,
1: that was a serious tap
0: list, yeah, but uh, even even saying in saying that, I think at the time we were like like I had I think I'd told you maybe listeners wouldn't know this, but I've followed tied hands yeah. on Instagram for years, and I just sort of like had told you like I'm resigned to the fact I will never get to try their beers, and, and then, like I' tried them, and like then that Carl was I would say, yeah, have got
1: tied hands had
0: Hop hands, Nelly and, and church, and <laughs> stuff, but even then like it was still completely dwarfed by arthur anna yeah like it's just one of those things where i just think there's a level of complexity and it's not to say the other beers aren't delicious it's just really hard to get across the point we're trying to make here but i'm hoping the listeners understand i hope they understand what we are going for (laughs) here. we we, um angus spends a lot of money on these hazy trub canteen (laughs) he um he supports them and we we all do and I would love Australia to get to this level with neepers. Mm. Um, and I think we're slowly getting closer.
1: We're improving. We've got to yeah. just work on... A while to go. I think the bitterness still is the thing that differentiates ours.
0: But again, like, I still feel like the best Australian neepers falter heavily compared to wildflower boat rocker.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
0: And, um, I sort of wonder if... They do sell very well, though. I've got to say, like, um... Mm. Nipers, they do reach a market I think they're a very accessible like type of beer honestly probably more mm. than people give them credit for yeah, I, think I think if they were so. slightly lower alcohol then yeah you know sort of like a Pacific Ale kind of thing in a few years where it's like this is going away from the American ones more an Australian point mm. of view but I wonder if it's going to become this sort of like accessible entry level thing and people are going to be like ah oh, you know Squid Rising is just that that beer that's on tap everywhere and, I could see it happening with Niefers. That wouldn't be the end of the world. No, it wouldn't be the end of the world, just like Pacific Island being on tap is not the end of the world. I just couldn't see Niefers reaching perhaps even a wider audience than regular IPAs. I think... Oh, definitely
1: more than regular IPAs. I think the bitterness puts off a lot of people. Mm. Um, and niepers take it you get all to the that fruit, approachable none level of the, it's just yeah. fruit it's no. It's that's, not that's more what I was getting at and um, then you you can obviously bounce in it's like I like that part of the flavour and then we can bounce into slightly more bitter IPAs and yeah. it's a gateway that way
0: but and I think that's that's where I see it uh, going in the future so anything else that has uh, taken your fancy over I, the past few weeks
1: I really like the Chur Brewing which is behemoth I think in New Zealand oh yep yep yeah them uh, their, um, Nipah recently, you know, after our <laughs> minor Nipah bashing. Speaking of, uh... Yeah, exactly, their hop diggity dog. Yep. I reckon that's the best example of a new world Nipah that I've had.
0: That honestly doesn't surprise me coming from New Zealand. I... I'm going to be mildly mean and then nice to Behemoth and say so I think their funkier beers are pretty average yes, yeah, but their hoppy beers are really good yeah um, so this
1: is I think all citra
0: okay. like the hop deity. I always enjoy an an all one hop beer um yeah it was just it was superb that's yeah that's unsurprising but good to hear still yeah it's um Behemoth are cool and um I'm glad we're getting a bit more and uh Sort of like, I like their sort of cheeky labelling and just good stuff all around.
1: I have one more beer to mention. Yep. Which was the uh, Pikes, who you don't hear very much about. The winery. Yeah.
0: Who have a brewery.
1: That's them. I had their Chalk Hazelnut Porter. Yep. Which was like Nutella (laughs) in a
0: beer. That's what I would want if I bought a Chalk Hazelnut Porter. Yeah, like... A glass of Nutella.
1: If you don't like hazelnut, it would be a disaster. Like it was just overpowering. But really doesn't. Like yeah, well, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, it was almost overpoweringly hazelnut, but oh, it went down so well. Five hundred ml bottle.
0: That's yeah. That yeah. That's, that's that's a bit of an investment of time, body, and wallet. Um, but, but I
1: think it was expensive. I think it was. I think
0: easily reasonable.
1: Eight bucks or something. Five hundred mils.
0: I think um, I would just like to see Pikes. They make great pills now. I would yeah. like to see that back in everywhere. Yeah. Um, you just don't see their beer around a lot. No. that's. I mean, and they are a winery. Yeah. Mainly. But, you know, I always like this thing. I mean, honestly, like a lot of the... It's had some pretty special stuff. I mean, we've pretty sure we've spoken in the past about home oaks. We have. Cider on the podcast. Um, wineries know how to make alcohol. <laughs> if, we if we
1: haven't spoken about home milk cider, we will again.
0: <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll do something about cider at some point. I think um so. Yeah. But it's yeah always intriguing. And um, you know, as much as Pikes make a great Riesling, I feel like I would want to go there for... their Creek. Yep. And their lager and yeah. Black
1: Dog? There. Is it Tamanik?
0: Yep. yep. Uh, he's a winemaker
1: half the year and a brewer half the year.
0: That's very cool, actually. That should be... That'd be the life.
1: <laughs> well, I, his story is really cool in that he's, you know, this come from this long generation of wine wine winemakers. Yeah. And here we are.
0: Yeah. You know, yeah.
1: Chuck loves beer, Chuck's a brewery in.
0: <laughs> because why not? Sure, you can hear the beefing in the background, but that is uh, our alarm to put more hops in. So we'll be back soon. After an extended break there, I'm trying to deal with new cooling mechanism for the beer. but uh, back I think with, it worked. Yeah, I think we, we'll get there. Yeah. It's uh, probably our favourite segment, the uh, Desert Island Six Pack. We thought we'd sort of stop sitting on the back foot and, you know, play a bit of an aggressive shot. and So we went for Australian IPAs. So we've got a little bit of a checklist here. It uh, has to be Australian Brewed. Has to be a straight IPA, so no red, white, black, brown, or otherwise. Neper. Yeah, so no kneepers, It can be hazy. Must be brewed in the spirit of a regular IPA. Mm-hmm. Has to be between four and seven point five percent. So, in case we want to do session IPAs, or you want to do. Imperials. Imperials, yeah. And a lot of them will call themselves double, and you know, be less than that or whatever. But it's uh just a general guideline where I thought we could sort of we a to... number and yeah yeah here we are. And, yeah, we sort of, fruit-wise, we didn't really discuss it, but uh, we'll see if it comes up. I don't think it will. I don't think so. From preliminary...
1: Discussions? Yeah.
0: Um, Do you want to kick it off, Angus? I can kick it off. Um,
1: I think I'll pick the most obvious one. Yeah. At least from my perspective. Yeah. And that's the Fixation IPA. Yep. I reckon it's Australia's best IPA. I know other people disagree
0: with that. But no, it's a very fair call. Yeah. Um, I do not have that. I would shout out if I had a double yep. up. But um, I completely expected you to have it. Yep. And I was umming and ahhing. It is probably one of the best made and most consistent, if yeah. not the. That's, I think, why I yeah buy it. It definitely deserves. Uh...
1: I think for IPAs, it's pretty important to give people some stats on them. Mm. Just in case. Um, Six point four percent, sixty-five IBUs, Simcoe, Mosaic, Amarillo, and Citra are the hops. It's
0: pretty classic.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's That's yeah.
0: You think West Coast? It's it's more of yeah, it is more of a West Coast one. It's more of a, a classic.
1: It's hard to believe the beer is only three years old as well. Yeah, it feels like, like the it's, way it's sort of
0: yeah, especially in Melbourne, how it's sort
1: of taken over.
0: It's that uh, I guess it's like we the fermentum umbrella we talked about. They've got a bit of power there. Yeah, behind that.
1: But it's even in places stone and woodland. Like, it's like yeah. the IPA at a lot of pubs you go to.
0: I mean, some places might have their own little, like, you know, session ale or whatever. But mm. actually, it's an easy IPA to sell. And they've got a good marketing team. Yeah. Like, good reps and stuff who are, have a good rapport with a lot of the local communities and stuff. So, I'm going to go for another one, which I think will be obvious, but I'm not actually sure. So, we'll see how we go. Um, going with Modus Operandi Sonic Prayer.
1: I had that as an honourable mention.
0: Okay, we will we'll go through them at the end. Yeah. Um,
1: I feel we may have crossovers.
0: Yeah, there rather than, but we'll we'll, we'll push on. Um, so don't know the IBUs. Couldn't yep. find that information, but uh, it's a real fruit salad bomb. That's always yep. what I think about it, and it always, you know, comes out like that. It's just really, really tropical, and it's just. Always been one of my favorites ever since first I had it. It's just one of those IPAs where, anytime I feel like an IPA, I don't want to want it's right there and it's uh yeah, the big can's not really a hindrance either. It's a, uh,
1: I know it's a desert island and so cost doesn't really come into it. Yeah, but I think I marked it down because of where it sits on a cost scale compared yes. to some of these other.
0: No, look that that's fair. Um, I guess yeah. Again, like you said, desert island. I Didn't really think about yeah that and. Um, look, you know, if I want an IPA I'll oh, spend it.
1: I'm certainly gonna contradict that later. Yeah. <laughs> but no, that's But fair. that was my thinking on the modus. Yes,
0: no, I mean whatever reason. I mean it's one of those those styles where you don't need a good reason. You just no. need a reason. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't <laughs> To not to include good. something. Do yeah, so you want to give us your next or? Yep. Let's see where we're at?
1: I'm gonna stick with the uh West Coast theme mm-hmm. and go with the Hawker's West Coast IPA. Ah, yeah. The one they released in Cannes. Last year?
0: honestly didn't even think about that. Like, I sort really? of... I forgot how much yeah. you enjoyed it. And, um, it's just one of my favourites. Like... I think I only drank it a couple of times. I was really into the XPA. Well, it's very piney. Yeah. You're not as pine. Yeah. yeah. I don't mind it. My, my main problem was just it was too easy to drink, and it was very alcoholic. Yeah, 7.2%, 7,
1: <laughs> 7. 75 IBUs. Hops are a bit different here, and I think it's because they're using some of these for bittering as opposed to yeah. flavour. So we've got Southern Cross... Simcoe, Mosaic, and Northern Brewer. Okay. So.
0: That's intriguing, though. A bit different to your traditional
1: IPA. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But a, a very, you know, good call and definitely a cracking IPA. There's plenty of Hawker's ones that could have come in here at some point. Yeah. Try to follow you as much as they mm-hmm. can, going with the same sort of uh, theme of a, a slightly bigger brewery, but not a massive one, possibly underappreciated I'm going with Mornington Peninsula's IPA. Oh. Um, 6.5%, 65 IBUs, and my, a lot of my reasoning for this was how reliable it is, mm-hmm. even with the touch of age on it, it's still really good. Yeah. Um, it's really quite resinous, which yes. a lot of them aren't. Um, cans, malt bottles, body as well. yeah, cans, bottles, easily available everywhere. Yeah. Uh, I think uh that's very really well priced, like, you know, uh, dollars $16, six, yeah. four packs, uh, so it's. I don't know, I just couldn't really... I kept coming back to it as, like... I kept asking myself, like, what IPA do you drink the most? And that's probably, like, the similar with you and fixation and stuff. Yep. It's, like... And I was just, like, I can't... I drink Mornington all the time. I always buy four packs of it. So, like, I couldn't... Couldn't not could have it Couldn't not on include yeah. it. Because
1: there's a reason you buy it all the time. Yeah, exactly. It's like, and it works. Yeah.
0: So. And I'm sure on a desert island, even with the other... The other great ones, I would go back to it. So, yeah. that's... I, that I reckon
1: it. that's a really good... Good call.
0: Mornington <laughs> never get enough spotlight, so no,
1: no, and <laughs> I honestly didn't think of it. Yeah, but like one a, of those ones. it would probably be in my honourable mentions. Like it's in that sort of yeah, yeah, in distinction that territory. Because yeah. I'm also a big proponent of Mornington Spears. So yeah,
0: like, we both have similar yeah. feelings. Yeah, um, I'm gonna go. This is number three? three three number
1: three? I'm gonna have Feral Warhog.
0: Yep, that is in my honourable mentions.
1: Yep. um... Seven point five percent, seventy IBUs. Couldn't find the hops, which I thought was interesting.
0: Yeah, um, I've heard they are more New World compared to Hop Hog. That's what I read as well. Yeah, uh, but nowhere
1: could I find.
0: Oh yeah, definitive You can assume probably more Kiwi in Australia. Yeah, and, well,
1: I think it's gonna be. It's probably Galaxy in it. Yeah. Mm, probably Moteca or something like that. Yeah, because I of would the say peach. So, yeah.
0: Um, maybe mosaic because mosaic's not in uh...
1: yeah I I reckon that's just a beautiful IPA like it's hot hog but it's bigger and yeah. I would say better Yeah, um, it's in big pans. you've got all these sort of fruit flavours got your, citru- your standard citrus, yeah. pineapple could be our zaka actually
0: yeah it's a deliciously again fruit salad and it's got just enough sort
1: of biscuity malt to
0: yeah.
1: rein it in make it not tastes strippingly bitter.
0: Yeah. And, just, you know, it's yeah. a fairly, uh... By feral standards, they've made. For a big IPA, it's fairly drinkable. It's very well, I, drinkable, They dialed
1: really. it down. from The bottle release was
0: 8%. Yeah, I do and remember was, the bottle I being
1: think, aggressive. Yeah, now it's 7.5. So they've dialed it back a little bit.
0: I think they sort of just wanted to make it more drinkable.
1: Yeah. And it is. Yeah. Dangerously very, so.
0: Yeah. So I'm just going to go Pirate Life straight IPA. Um... I'm going to take a wild guess that you have another one of Pirate Life's ones on your list. I do
1: have a different Pirate Life on my list. And that was
0: very close, the one I'm thinking of is very close to my mind as well, but I really like their normal IPA. Uh,
1: Balanced.
0: Yeah, balanced, easy to find, 6.8%, alcohol, 60 IBUs, Simcoe, Centennial, Rewalka. Yeah. Um, My big call for this segment is that I like their single one, the double. Yep. Um, I find it...
1: There's not that many people that will agree with you. No,
0: that's fine. Yeah. Um But I find it to be just a really, really perfectly balanced and really well-made IPA by people who really know what they're doing. and um,
1: Really know what they're
0: doing. Yeah. And I guess just for me, I like straight IPAs more than doubles. So that's probably a reflection of that more than yep. anything.
1: Well, the obvious place for me to go from there is... The Pirate Light that I have, yeah. which is the mosaic, which I assume is what you thought I would I, have. That was, yes. Yeah.
0: I, I guessed that. Yeah. Be,
1: yeah. Um seven percent, fifty eight IBUs, it's single hop mosaic.
0: Um, very simple malt too, isn't it? It's just, yeah, it's just clean. Marasada and carapils from memory or need to check, can, but it's it's, so, it's, it's very it's simple. Clean yeah. and simple. Um
1: the real the reason that really stands out is I went to the Gala, good beer week gala yeah 2017 when they actually released this yeah the first thing and i was trying to be sensible because we had soccer that night yeah i think i had four pints of this like at the end before i left
0: to go to soccer you can't say no
1: oh it just goes down so easily so easily
0: and it's it is yeah it's a super drinkable beer and it's a great yep.
1: can and this is where i was being slightly hypocritical with my motor operandi. i Coming. Yeah. Because these are the same sort of price.
0: Releasing really them in smaller cans, though.
1: Are they? Yeah. 330s. 355s
0: or whatever. Nice. Yeah. Um,
1: I hope they're keeping the 500s, though. Cause oh, they're... yeah. I think they think they will. Yeah.
0: Um, And, yeah, look, probably about the same price as Sonic Prayer, but yeah. it's a bigger beer. So yeah. you can at least blame it on the alcohol. Extra percent of the yeah. alcohol, I think. Yes. And... So that's fair enough, I think. Yeah. So I'm going to go got a couple throwbacks here yep i think you might probably have one or two as well mm-hmm. so i'm gonna go with uh, let's go with mountain goats the zymergist good call that's um
1: really thought about it
0: yeah so that's 75 rbu 7.5 percent um really interesting hot bill um super pride Yep. uh polaris columbus cascade centennial simcoe and Amarillo. So you hear that every day. Yeah, I assume super private bittering. Yeah. Oh. But it's still intriguing. Um, it's just really big mouth feel, uh, but it's so well balanced. And the Pulps, just, I remember they stayed around like all night, um, not in a bad way, in, in a very a pleasant, piney, sort of reminding me that I had a really nice beer kind of way. Yeah. And it's a big beer, and honestly, I think it's probably the best beer they've done in those big bottles. Um, there's a lot of people going about for Pulp Fiction and stuff, but... That one was really the one, Design Merges is really the one where I was like, this is just a bloody good beer that they couldn't realistically release in 330s regularly because, yeah. yeah. (laughs)
1: They just couldn't.
0: (laughs) For whatever reason. And, um, yeah, won a lot of awards when it came out and been in gone now, but it's still like the gold standard of Mountain Goat sort of IPAs. Also a great way to remind people, because it wasn't too long after I got bought out from memory, um... No, it was just after. Yeah, because Japanese was... Cowboy was after that. Yeah. Uh, which was the second one after. And it's a great way to remind people, hey, we still make really good beer.
1: Yeah, and I think that, um, just to go slightly off topic here, mm-hmm. those rare breeds are really reminding people, like, hey, we can brew. <laughs>
0: like, <laughs> And the North Street stuff, too. And even going yeah. to the brewery, like, they have good stuff on tap all the time. It's, yeah. yeah. They yeah. do not feel like a bought-out brewery. They feel very no. much like your local crowd Like, brewery. we can still do yeah. what we
1: want. And just our core range is brewed over there at Asahi in Lambton. Yeah,
0: pretty much, and that's fine. That's how you want it to be.
1: It I, it's the ideal scenario for a layout, yeah. but we're off topic. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to go with something else, but I'll go with the one just around the corner from Mountain Goat. I reckon this will be a surprise yeah. to a lot of people. I'm actually going with Moondog Dog's Suncat.
0: I was actually leaning towards this. I ended up. I don't even think I had it in my honorable mentions, but that is kind of in the Mornington category of just like yeah.
1: I reckon this is the best new IPA I've had this year.
0: Yeah. It's a, definitely
1: by an Australian. It's a brand.
0: banger. It's it's very good.
1: Um, fresh, there was just so much mango,
0: so much pineapple. Strangely um, consistent and balanced and also like paired back for a moondog beer. Sounds
1: very strange to say any of those <laughs> words with
0: in relation to Moondog, but oh
1: god, it just worked so well. And at six and a half percent, dangerously easy to drink. Yeah. But Um, still
0: reasonable, like that's... I wish they would put it in cans. Yeah. Put it in one of those beer can 10 packs and we'll be good for the day. That'd that'd be dangerous, actually. (laughs) Um, Couldn't find the IBUs
1: on that one, but it's Mosaic and Azaka, which makes so much sense when you think of mango, pineapple.
0: I reckon I read somewhere at Um, 60-ish. But Mosaic and Azaka, yeah, it is a real, like... real. I wouldn't even say, like, not stone fruit or anything, it's like orange fruit. Anything orange, it tastes anything like vaguely that. orange, yeah. you could get away with. Yeah, apricot, mango, orange. Yeah, yeah. it's it's great for that. Um, Beautiful beer. Keep brewing it, well, boys.
1: <laughs> yes, please. Don't fuck it up.
0: This is really the one of the ones I'm um, denar about this number five.
1: Hmm.
0: Um. So I'm going with Bruni Islands Cloudy Bay IPA. Wow. Yeah, which was sort of there's a lot of ones in the mix there, but this one's kind of stuck with me as being interesting. Um. Hazy, but not a nipa, mm-hmm. And I really like that... Um, so, the whole... It's meant to be like a real Tassie IPA. So, they use red wheat from their own farm on their estate. Okay. And also... So, there is six varieties grown at Bushy Park Hop Farms in Tassie. Yep. Ella, Enigma, Galaxy, Helga, HPA35 and Summer. And they're all in the IPA. Oh, that's cool. Six different editions, six different hops. Yep. Um, it is just a bitter citrus, tropical herbal stuff pretty much just a good hazy ipa i don't think i've had it it's really hard to find not in tasmania Mm. i couldn't find it until i went there um and it is yeah it's a ripper and i'm a massive fan and i really like the sort of local focus and that kind of was just took it over the line for me also like Mm -hmm. bigger bottles well priced yeah yeah there wasn't really much to split a lot of the the end last one so i had to sort of go for something you know, sometimes when you have a decent memory of drinking a beer, it elevates it up that point two five, yeah. and, yeah, you know.
1: I think that actually leads in quite nicely to my last one. Yep. Um, which is the Brew Boys Hopopotamus. Okay. From uh, somewhere regional, uh, somewhere central Adelaide.
0: Okay. Reg- not one I've had. Regent
1: Park, I think they're in. Oh, yeah. It, it's literally just around the corner from the Cooper's Brewery. Um... It's one of the first Australian beers that I really wanted to try but couldn't get my hands on. Yeah. And I think that really made made it almost better when I finally did get Bit to of a try it. mini white whale kind of exactly. situation. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Like, um, I was actually quite excited when we got our Adelaide laboratory for work cause <laughs> I had to go over there. Yeah. And I just had to uh, pop around the corner and you pick up a few bottles. Not. Yeah. Um, and I've had it quite a few times since. It's really, it's quite a different IPA to most on my list. Like, it's got a lot more malt. Um, particularly caramelised flavours. Yeah. Um, and that goes really well. It's got tropical fruit, pine, pine notes from the hops.
0: Yeah. Um, it really works well. Is there any reason you were really keen to try it originally or was it just one of those I think it was
1: that? one of those sort of hyped, not hyped beers because it flies so far under the yeah. radar,
0: but one of these beers that You people, thought you would really like it. Yeah, it sounded about good it. when yeah. I
1: heard people talk about it. People from Adelaide really rave it, about it.
0: And you couldn't get it, so that sort of builds it up. And that really yeah. builds it yeah. up a bit. That's often the case. So my last one is probably... I reckon this is probably one you haven't thought about in a couple of years, but I reckon you will probably understand why I picked it, is mm-hmm. uh, Kaiju's RoboHop.
1: I had a feeling you would pick yeah. <laughs>
0: Um I kept it till last for that reason. Yeah. Um, so this is an interesting one, because this list is a golden IPA. Um, 5.7% alcohol, 40 IBUs. Yeah. So it's like, as far as compared to the rest of the stuff, it's almost a session IPA.
1: Well, it's a pale ale
0: is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> like a big one, but it is just, yeah, like absolute passion fruit bomb. And, yep. um, I've always really liked it for that. And it is basically, yeah, a big pale ale, but I don't know. I think it's, there's still enough hot character there to. It's a really nice beer. It's a different IPA. Um, Do they
1: brew that still?
0: I don't think so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I reckon like me and you, mccoppins in Abbotsford mm. one night, grabbed a couple four packs. And we that did. was probably the last time I've had it. Haven't been able to find it since. Uh, but I've always been a massive fan of it. And um, yeah, just one of those ones where it's a bit different, very personal choice. Good one to have, I think. It's definitely like, yeah, it leans towards my preference for fruity stuff. Fruity flavors, yeah. lower alcohol, even though it's not that much lower. But you you get the idea um so we'll do honorable mentions yeah. again we'll go back and forth in one line about why it missed out and what you love about it and just
1: back. quickly i don't think we had a pair like a
0: no we didn't
1: i think that's the first time we've done one of these where we didn't have something that yeah. matched up.
0: it's it's a big category yeah it a is broad, the broadest one we've done i think i think so the less there's probably less gimmies there
1: yeah i think there's le there's not the obvious one for the start. I mean, start. you could
0: argue fixation, but then you could also argue pirate life. And then yeah. you could also argue Mornington. You could also... Yeah, there's like... It's very... Yeah. Very right. subjective. I think okay. we've hit
1: on a lot of the same ideals. Yeah, I
0: think I think we did well because <laughs> we've hit a lot of the ones that people would say you need to have on there. Yeah.
1: <laughs> exactly. Especially between both of our...
0: <laughs> yeah. ...selections. Um, so you want to go first on all mentions? I think you have one more, so... Uh...
1: Yeah, I've got four now because one of oh, okay. your... Have you got four
0: as well? No, I've got three, but I I will do all four just because. Yeah.
1: All right, cool. Um, I'll go with Noisy Miner's Anzus. Yep. Uh, I know
0: you're a big Noisy Miner fan. I was thinking you might sneak one on there.
1: Yeah, just a ripping. You know, if you want a well balanced IPA. Yep. Don't need to say much more. I think (laughs) I think it's Anzus because it's Australian, New Zealand, and US hops.
0: Yeah, that would uh, yeah makes sense. Yeah. Um. So I'll go with my my. One I've already said, Dressage hog And the main reason it put on here is just because I haven't drank it in a while. Yep. I couldn't really remember it that well. So I thought that's enough to push it off the list.
1: Yep. I've got, along similar lines, I've got Hop Hug. Yep. Um, which I was
0: debating of, whether or not yeah, after a conversation. It is an IPA. Yeah, it, it is. It, but yeah. feral
1: don't call it that. Exactly, exactly. It's definitely an IPA. Yeah. As we said last week, we've spoken about it so much. It yep. just holds this place in. Yeah. Australian we, craft we brewery say, folklore.
0: Yeah. Said, said a lot last Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Green Beacon Scrimshaw. Yeah, the Aussie Australian idea. Yep. Again, that's Tropical Fruit Bomb. That's yep. me through and through. Oh,
1: I thought I needed a local one, mm-hmm. as I've gone Hop Nations the Chop. Yep. Just... Really good idea. How good? <laughs> really good, yeah. Yeah.
0: Big fan. Um, this one was one that you introduced me to, and I'm very happy you did. Our Big Sheds Fresh Hop California. Cater. I really thought
1: about that. Yeah.
0: Um... The main thing I remember was... Did we have
1: that at Weekend?
0: Yes. And the main thing I remember was that it was so big, but it was so drinkable. We were just like, wow, it's really punchy. And like, we sort of smashed it. And then, you know, we looked and was like, shit, it's a seven, that was 7.5%. Yeah. And that was... it um, doesn't drink like that at all. No, much. but it's still... It's really... It's hard to explain how it manages to be very punchy, but very drinkable. And it's impressive. And they only release it once a year from memory. Yeah. So that's... Uh, it's a good little beer to try when you come out.
1: Um, My last one, because I had the Modus... Yep. Um with you your you had the modus in your six. Yep. Um is the fixation obsession.
0: Yep. Great cool.
1: I was thinking it should save it for the session category, but it is four point six percent. So yeah. it fits into this category.
0: So it's, it's a session by fixation standard.
1: Yeah. But. Um can't ask for a lot more from us, sort of. <laughs> no,
0: and I love how that is a fruity like fixation's more piney, but that one's more the fruity. They've actually done something different. It's not just a smaller fixation. Yeah, no, no. Yeah, it's, it's, actually, it's very its unique. Yeah. yeah. Um, my last one is Brew Colts. Thanks, Captain Obvious. Yeah,
1: wonderful. Good to get a mention for Brew Colts. Yeah.
0: Um, so 5.8% didn't yep. drink like it. Um, right. Simcoe, Citro, Centennial, you can't really get more classic than that at that point in time. And
1: Penderka Brew.
0: Yep still probably can (laughs) still probably can brew um no absolute ripper um sad to see it gone. great art great everything just a really reliable ipa one of the first ipas i reckon i went back for a couple times back when i was getting into them it's because of the fruit and stuff it was just yeah, yeah just a good ass beer and yeah i think we're done we managed to get through that relatively unscathed i think I think so. No, no fist fights or anything, so we'll take As a positive, as always, any suggestions or anything for styles, we're happy to take them. But otherwise, I think we've been managing barely so far. Yeah,
1: Australian IPAs are great.
0: Yep, they are. And um,
1: I think it'll be interesting if we do a full IPA. Like if we open up to international, C. yeah, the If any of them there. make it,
0: yeah. Look, maybe one or two. We'll we'll sort of see how how we're, how we're going. Yeah, it's definitely something we can. I think look at it down the line and it will be intriguing to see the results. Oh, we'll be back sooner rather than later. Think, like. right, we are back in the building for Angus's cellar and uh, a little bit of drum roll. And what do you got for us, Angus? Just to... Today, we've got a beer from Rules,
1: who are a Belgian craft brewery. Uh, I, I like it already. <laughs> exactly, in the, in the town of Rules. Funnily enough, okay.
0: that makes more sense.
1: Uh, beer is called La Grande, which is uh, their tenth anniversary beer. Oh, this was actually brewed for in two thousand and thirteen, which was their thirteenth year. Okay, so it was so popular
0: in. Oh, they rebrooted.
1: They rebro oh. and they've rebrooded I think three times now. They definitely did in twenty fifteen. I think they did it again last year.
0: So did you get this in Belgium? I did. Yes. So I was thinking that would have been borderline when you were there.
1: <laughs> yeah, so this is a twenty thirteen, but I got it in twenty fifteen when I was there. Okay. Um so the day before I bought this, I had a rules triple. Yep. Uh, at the Delirium Cafe, which I'm sure many of the people listening to this know, <laughs> have an understanding
0: at least of what is. Just opened a branch in KL. Did they? Yep. Yeah. Weirdly enough. Just, yep, yeah, anyway, continue. Yeah. <laughs> just very strange.
1: Anyway, so I had their trip L and that was an excellent yeah. Belgian trip L. Um, and then I was in the bottle shop the next day and asked the guy... What should I buy that I can't get, you know, at home? Like, yeah. We, we get obviously get a lot of Belgian stuff here. Um, And he suggested this. And I was like, oh, I had their triple yesterday. And he's like, oh, if you had their triple, you'll... And you liked it, then... You'll love
0: this. So stylistically, what are we...
1: Got a Belgian, I think it's a strong pale or a strong golden. Or... Okay.
0: Just one of those Belgian. Yeah.
1: You know, it, it's probably a strong triple. It's just not quite...
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, so... 10% alcohol, obviously, for
1: yep. the 10th, obviously.
0: Oh, okay. Uh, I think
1: it's best before is about now.
0: It is. Yeah. Anything else you sort of want to, um, I mean, just pretty that, much speak for itself?
1: Um, we're sort of pulling it out, because who needs 10% 750s? Oh, it's nearing its best before. Exactly. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that is, um, setting our first sip, that is very, uh, tripeli. It is. Um, it's very Belgian strong. It's got, I assume, candy sugar.
1: I would assume, but well, um, you taste it, it has to have candy, does not yeah. it? it? <laughs> um, it's got that sort of slight bubble gummy thing going yep. on. A um, little bit of raw alcohol on the nose?
0: It's almost, yeah, somewhere between Quad and triple territory. Mm. It's leaning somewhere around there. It's...
1: Very tasty.
0: <laughs> it is lovely. Possibly, if it was younger, you would get more of morbidness and more of like a Belgian mm. strong pale thing. But as as this it is, is, sweet and yeah, it's sweet definitely and boozy leaning and... towards tripel quad. Yeah, color is sort of a dark orange. Not as dark as you'd think, though. No. Well, yeah. again, it is a strong pale. Yeah.
1: Orange. It it tastes darker than it is. Mm. I think is probably the
0: it tastes brown, look orange, yeah, Looks orange kind of thing. Like yeah. So are they, a, are they a brewer with any sort of... Like, are they sort of more famed in Belgium? Like, not one I've heard of, or are they more of just a smaller one? They're
1: pretty small. Yeah. Like, they're a rural town. I think it's about 4,000 hectolitres. Okay. So it's it's not insignificant, but it's, but it's not... it's
0: not massive, no. It's uh, probably not enough for worldwide export consistently. No. No, you wouldn't have thought so. Yeah.
1: Probably their most... The beer they're most famous for is not their own beer. It's a... Um, Collaboration with Tilquin, which is the Rule Stout, which is oh the that sour yeah, stout yeah. that Tilquin and
0: Rule's okay, yeah, well that, yeah. That, I do know that one. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you you are aware of who they are,
1: <laughs> um, whether
0: I know it or not. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I reckon I I am going to try to pull something out of the cellar for the next one, just because a four to one ratio seems about. Right. <laughs>
1: probably cellar size that doesn't quite do it just yeah,
0: as <laughs> Go uh, with it. yeah. <laughs> if you include wine then um yeah know, it's it's almost there i'm i've got to say like I, i'm enjoying these belgian beers more maybe i'm just getting old these bigger ones mm. it's um one of those things where you know you see the guy coming by a slab of shimmy blue and you're like
1: i understand must
0: be depressable to be must be depressing to be 40 but um then you, then you start to understand you where think it's coming like, from.
1: Mm, that man's probably having Shimei and Roquefort or something. Yeah. <laughs> like
0: He's got a good plan. Well, a bit of Stilton. <laughs> it's weird. Um, Again, while we're completely off topic. But not really. A slightly yeah, more on topic. Westy 12s are actually not that hard to find nowadays. No. If you have 50 bucks, you can get yourself yeah, a Westy
1: 12. They're expensive, yeah. but they're not hard to find. I remember when I was doing all my sort of trapper stuff on the blog, which is early days maybe 2012 yeah uh it was impossible yeah we had to go to belgium to get one
0: when you first opened one with me that was like holy moly you're like you know this is like how are you doing this like this is like you know and i think we cromped it with another beer yeah we did <laughs> that's another story no regrets no no but i mean it's it's but nowadays like if it's like someone wants really wants to west it's like all right well
1: yeah, like it doesn't it's not as impressive. You can get them on beer that I have a few floating around.
0: Yeah, I guess vintages is still
1: Yeah, but vintages aren't that important with Westy. Like it
0: And as our blind tasting told us, Westy's not even the best quad. <laughs> no, it's a local We're not gonna get that controversial, I don't think. A, I think it's what... a local Victorian yeah. quad that's the world's best quad. A particular vintage <laughs> Look, I think that's as good a time as any to end up before we say something we really regret. Really when
1: we start talking about regional qu- Victorian quads being... Yeah.
0: <laughs> Better than Westy. It's time to How call those it monks just nice. pack it up. As always, thank you so much for listening. Thanks for the questions. Thanks for the emails. We do read them all. Thank you very much to Tim again for the inspiration for the Red back segment because, honestly, one of our favourite parts. Uh, yeah. Very interesting and a Something great we like doing. Yes. We love researching beers and any excuse is good, so... Please keep sending us beer, is what we're saying. Um, <laughs> or, or suggestions for beer. We can buy our own beer. We'll take suggestions. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. As always, uh, email address. Gus.Norris7 at gmail.com. And the blog will be there. And feel free to leave comments and so on. We will endeavour to include timestamps from now on, so you can skip us blabbering and good just suggestion. get to the desert island. And, um, yeah, thanks very much. We will no doubt be back soon.